everybody. Welcome to the Every Pastor Podcast. My name is Brandon. This is my good friend Adam, and we're here today coming to you live from Chattanooga, talking about something that every pastor deals with. Conflict. <laughs> Conflict. Conflict. Wow, that was... Problems. A, that, was, that was dramatic. I yeah, like it. Yeah, I like yeah. it. How are you, Adam? I'm good. How you doing? I'm doing just fine. Awesome, awesome. Yeah, I thought it'd be good for us to maybe talk about conflict resolution. I think uh, dealing with uh, problems and uh, helping people through their problems is something that every pastor can understand. And maybe we all need, you know, some advice, some tips. And you and I've been doing ministry, you about twenty years, me about twenty years, and I think we probably both have our share of. Um, conflict we've started, conflict we've helped uh, people avoid or uh, reconcile together, hopefully uh, uh, resembling our relationship with the Lord, how he reconciled, uh, Jesus reconciled us to God, uh, but how we can be peacemakers. So that's what I thought might be a good thing for us to talk about today. What do you think? I'm looking forward to learning because I don't have conflict. Like <laughs> he never, no problems at your church at all. No, never. It's and like I'm at the beach all the time, man. <laughs> no, no um, I only have conflict, you know, when I'm awake. So yeah, uh, it, it's it's one of the things we want to we want to highlight is that conflict doesn't mean something's wrong. It doesn't mean that that you're in trouble. It doesn't right. mean that you're doing things wrong. Conflict just happens. We're all mm-hmm. people. We deal with people um, and. We have different views, and conflict arises. Yeah, we disagree, and it's okay to disagree. And sometimes people don't know how to deal with that um, in a local church setting or in their family. Um, they don't know how to deal, and then it comes to us many times of how to help them give advice. Of course, sometimes they want us to tell them who's right and who's wrong. and They want us to tell them that they're, they're right, right and yep. the other people are wrong. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, you know, and so I guess the pastor has a role in that. Maybe. So I think it's uh, maybe. Maybe you disagree. You can tell us in the comments. Maybe the pastor should stay out of a lot of it. But um, uh, but being a peacemaker is definitely something that Jesus called us all to do. Yeah, and all and, to be. And when they come to you, and, and a church member who you care about, who you love, who who uh, is part of of your faith family, mm-hmm. comes to you and says, "Hey, I need help." You you want to help them, absolutely. But sometimes it's it, it's hard for us to stay uh, kind of as as that that extra person not getting into the weeds mm-hmm. and choosing sides that's really what i'm looking for yeah yeah so yeah. what kinds of conflict do you see people having do you have do i have do uh pastors can can expect really well i know you know in in pastoral ministry and i've got mostly pastors listening to us that they you know people have we have conflict sometimes sometimes a church member has an issue with us or a question um or some type of a, dis- a disagreement about a decision that we made, uh, or or an opinion that we had, or, or or something. So we have this conflict between us and a member. Um, I think it might be a little bit different when it's between us and uh, as the pastor and a church leader. Yeah. Um, and then also, and that could be leaders, both staff, yeah, paid volunteer absolutely. staff, or just or just those influential people mm-hmm. in the church who don't have quote unquote church leadership titles, but. Yeah. They know, and everybody knows, if they're going to say it, they're going to go that way. So it's a big deal to be able to respond to them respectfully and to work out the the problem and hopefully seek a resolution uh, that honors the Lord and and the church will be blessed. Um, I know sometimes we have conflict 
within our community. And as as pastors, you know, we're, we're active in the community. Maybe there's a, a controversial issue. There's a thing that, you know, maybe there's somebody has a problem with, with us and, and our own family and friends. And But also I was thinking, you know, between church members, you know, you got people who disagree. And uh, there's conflict there. Um, sometimes it's it's their own fault. Sometimes it just happens. Um, I've seen I've seen times when people have fam, two different families have conflict because of something their kids have done. Their kids yeah. have seen whether it's the young young kids or teenagers. If there's a, a teenagers that are dating each other and after the breakup, you see Ugh. you see problems between those two families. We'll title this <laughs> "Things I Don't Miss About Youth yeah, Ministry." Exactly. Exactly. Um, uh, so anyway, there's lots of different types of conflict. Um, some people have it just within their families, so it's mm-hmm. not even at church. It's not with a, uh, but their families in our church, mm-hmm. and there's a, a problem in their nuclear family. They're you know inside their home, but also maybe even with in-laws, um, um, and they and they want advice. They want somebody objective, mm-hmm. and uh, they come to us, and they want us to want us to. Help them, maybe even maybe even with their friends, their coworkers, for some reason. I guess maybe because they don't have to pay us extra to do it, <laughs> they come to us wanting advice. Well, and they they mention it sometimes. We'll have church members mention things that it doesn't even seem like we're we're being set up for a a quote unquote counseling session. True, and and that's yeah. not what they're looking for most of the time. Yeah. They're looking yeah. for just just some ways that some tips and tricks. Mm-hmm. I don't want to say tricks, but some yeah. tips. Things that could help them absolutely and just deal with those situations. Yeah, what are some some resources that we want to point people to? Because because here's the thing, mm-hmm. uh, I, and some of us have been lucky enough to go to seminary. Yeah. Uh, I know you and I have yeah. some. Some of us listening have been able to go to seminary. Some haven't. But I had a, a counseling class in mm-hmm. in my seminary, and and one of the things that we was said over and over: when you're over your head refer. Yeah. And, and I know well, I know that's a, that's a big deal, but what are some resources cuz we don't want to just refer. Yeah. We want cuz cuz that kind of pushes care. Now, yeah. a lot of times referring shows care because we know we it's over we're over our heads. Mm-hmm. But what are some resources that we can equip ourselves with as pastors to help handle in conflict, help handle people handle conflict that they may be in? Yeah. Oh, and in in my ministry that I use uh, Peacemaker Ministries. That's a Peacemaker dot net. Uh, Peacemaker Ministries. Um, uh, Ken Sand. S a n d e. He has some really good stuff. He has uh, Peacemaker. Uh, there's a, the main book that he had. And then he also has some things for churches specifically, some things for families. But the one thing I use a lot is a, is a pamphlet that he has just called Peacemaking Principles. And it's really cheap. So I, I, I buy, buy a bundle of them and just keep them uh, in my office. So when I have to meet with people, I could use it while I'm talking with them, but then also give it to them because it's, it's you know inexpensive. But it actually has multiple things that can help them immediately. Um, um, about about peace peacemaking, co- conflict resolution. Uh, talking about the different types of uh, resolution and responses that we can have towards uh, conflict, uh, negative responses and positive responses, and also the, of course the gospel um, uh, is the ultimate uh, reconciliation that we see, but. Even includes things like the three or the four G's of peacemaking. We want to glorify God 
get the log out of your own eye, gently restore, go and be reconciled. Um, even talks about, there's four other things on here. It has, uh, talks about confession, forgiveness, um, negotiation, and uh, building a culture of peace. Um, so that's a really good tool, and, it, and that's, that's one thing that I use. What, what do you like to uh, use when you're helping people? Well, I, I still go back to Colin's book on Christian counseling. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's it's in what we use in seminary. Yeah, Bible and it's college. probably yeah. it's probably in uh, you know the sixth, seventh, eighth edition now. Yeah. But it's really it's it's always my go to, my first go to, um, and I, I know a pretty good bit about counseling. My undergrad degree was in counseling. Oh, that's right. But, I forgot uh, about that. But it's probably been the the one that I go to most of all. There's a new resource. I've not checked it out yet. Uh, so I have to mm-hmm. give a disclaimer. Oh, okay, yeah. If it's if it's crazy, don't don't blame me. <laughs> but it won't be because I know yeah. who 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 wrote it. Doctor Tony Morita um, mm-hmm. wrote a book called Christ Centered Conflict Resolution. Oh, okay, and it is on my to read list. I, yeah. I apologize for not reading it yet yeah. and not giving you a a full rundown of it. But <laughs> but it is a I'm sure it's a, a good book because his all of his things are sound all of his his commentaries his biblical things are very sound mm-hmm. um, he was a professor at uh, New Orleans seminary now he's a professor at southeastern and is a pastor in um, in Raleigh and so I, I I think his would be one I'd recommend that I want to read quickly yeah uh, because I think those are those are two but especially Collins and then once I read his new book those are things that I go to there's some other um, there's some other things that I go to from my undergrad degree mm-hmm. um, just and getting some thought process out and helping people consider what's what their role. So uh, I think that's important. Oh, absolutely. Did you just have a uh, a phone yeah, call? Yeah, I was looking at something. Sorry about that. <laughs> I'm sorry. Hey, <laughs> I, was try- I just I had recently watched a YouTube video and I was trying to see if it was if it was Tony Marita that was talking about. It, it was from Dallas Theological Seminary. Uh-huh. Uh, they had a uh, a it's called a healthy approach to resolving church conflict. And it had uh, Dr. Uh, Daryl Bach, and uh, he was interviewing Eric Willis okay. about that. So, But I was trying to remember if it was Willis or, or Tony Mer- uh, Merida, but it looks like it was Eric Willis. So that's on YouTube. You can check that out. A Healthy Approach to Conflict Resolution. It's on Dallas Theological Seminary's um, YouTube uh, channel. So. So what's our role as a pastor in helping someone with conflict? Well, let's first define yeah. conflict. Let's first talk yeah, about that's good because idea. one of the things I one of the things I think of is is a lot of people want to go straight to Matthew eighteen, right. saying, "Well, we've got conflict, so we need to take church discipline." Well, church yeah. discipline and conflict resolution aren't always the same thing, right? Right. Yeah. I mean, if, if there's a problem, a conflict, a disagreement. Um, that's not the same thing as church discipline. Church discipline, Matthew 18, um, it says if your brother has sinned, you go to him one-on-one, and then you, if they won't stop sinning, you go to them two-on-one, and if they still won't, then you take it to the church. And if they don't, won't stop then, you treat them as a tax collector. <laughs> <laughs> and so pretty much an unbeliever. Um, but uh, that's not the same thing. Now, conflict resolution, I think, we're talking about two Christians in right relationship with God, who have a disagreement with each other, and they maybe don't know why, um, and it's not, and it might not be that one is all the way. Most of the time, it's not going to be one's all the way correct and the other one's all the way wrong. They just have a conflict. They're it's like sandpaper rubbing against itself. Um, that 
there's an issue, there's something there, and they just need to work work through it. Um, well, I think about an idea of you've got two people who disagree over how a gift to the church, maybe someone left a gift to your church yeah. to be used in a way your church sees fit, and one of them says, well, we've got this extra yeah. pot of money. Let's use it to to pay on this sort of stick in the bank to get ahead. And mm-hmm. one person said, let's use it for uh, for our next mission trip or let's use it to help out our missionary friend. Not really. One of those ways aren't necessarily right and the other one wrong. It's just it's, mm-hmm. a, it's a matter of opinion, like you said. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and there might be some type of a negotiation, a compromise, you know, where you can come together and say, okay, I'm a little, let's do a little bit of you and a little bit of me. Um, and that's, that's okay. It's not, you're not compromising your morals, you're not compromising your ethics or something biblically, but you know, conflict is just, we're humans and we're going to disagree. We're, um, and that's okay. And that, that's part of being human beings. And I think it's one reason why, thankfully, the Bible has a lot of ways to deal with conflict and has a lot of examples of how to not deal with conflict. We see a lot of uh, things like that uh, in, in, in Scripture and in Christian in church history that we can look at about how not to. And I think, too, as Christians, the way we deal with conflict is very different from how the world would deal with conflict. Don't you, don't you think? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. What are some ways that you think we can deal with conflict incorrectly as a pastor um incorrectly is to use our authority in the wrong way saying here's what i think i'm right (laughs) i'm the pastor i have the degrees on the wall um i have the title um well we get really like super spiritual god called me (laughs) to leave this god said and i prayed about it and god said and um and we could we could and we're not called to manipulate yeah we're not called to get our way um we'd be very careful number one we have a pedestal problem because people put us on a pedestal um and also sometimes we put ourselves on a pedestal yeah. we don't mean to but it happens but we need to mean or be reminded that um, of course, the only thing that happens when you put someone on a pedestal is they fall off. Sure. <laughs> you know, this was never a good thing. So I think going when I go when people come to me, or I go to them, or someone refers them to me for to help with conflict resolution, I try to share my role um, as a mediator, mm-hmm. especially if it's not um, like you said, it's not it's not church discipline. It's not me pointing out you know, a problem or a sin in their life, but it's a, um, I'm the, I'm the mediator. I'm not a arbitrator. I'm not a judge to tell them you, you say your side, then you say the other person says their side and I decide who's right, but really just to help them talk and listen. Mm-hmm. I think, cause I know when we get, and of course you probably, you know, this probably more than I do with, um, your background, um, and your education and counseling, that when we're so emotional, we don't think correctly. Yeah. We don't speak correctly. Definitely don't hear. We don't listen the best that we should. And so I, I sometimes joke with people when I'm helping them through conflict that I'm going to use the uh, spiritual gift of interpretation. <laughs> so after someone explains their point of view, I'll talk to look at the next person and say, okay, do you understand what she just said? 
You know, yeah. she's, uh, I believe she said this, this, and this. And then I'll confirm with the person and say, okay, is that what you said? She's like, yes. And, then, and I might reword it just a little bit. And also because it's coming from me. I'm an objective person. Hopefully I try to reiterate, I'm, I don't have a side. I'm just trying to help them resolve this conflict and 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 hopefully by the end of the of it that there's they mute everyone agrees um god's glorified and there's peace finally you know not and they're hopefully they're closer together closer as friends closer as um you know brothers and sisters in christ i think that's i think that's the pastor's role what do you what do you think i think so there's a book called crucial conversations and the whole idea is helping people have a crucial conversations. You having them mm. yourself, you have to get to a point of shared meaning. Yeah, and you have to understand not just what the other person's saying, but why they're saying it. And I think a lot of times we just jump to what's point blank right in front of us mm. and not listen to the, the the reasoning behind it. And so we, when we're when we're in the middle of of helping some people have some conflict resolution, it's always a good thing to make sure what person, what the first person is saying, mm-hmm. the second person's hearing correctly. Absolutely. And, and vice versa. And so, and I think that's important for us as well to make sure we are getting that, uh, that correct. And we, yeah. we're having those conversations ourselves Absolutely. when, when there's conflict with among us, even in just a, an awkward conversation that we need to have yeah. because I don't want people to hear me in a way or me say something in a way that doesn't truly convey what I mean. Absolutely. And I think and when we're honest about that and we tell people, whether it's publicly and, you know, the whole church or with our leadership team or maybe one on one with somebody and we're honest, say, hey, well, I, I misspoke or I, maybe I misspoke. With, can I clarify what I said or because I want to make sure that I made the right point, that I said the right thing, or or maybe I misheard you, mm-hmm. um, and let or and it reminds people that you know we're we're normal guys too, you know, and we're gonna make mistakes, we're gonna hear things the wrong way and say things the wrong way, because um, it goes back to what you said at the beginning that just because there's conflict doesn't mean that something's wrong. Yeah, doesn't mean that you know that we're a cursed church or you know mm-hmm. that. Uh, 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 you know that bad things are are happening. Conflicts just because we're human, and if we use you know God honoring, uh, Bible centered, um, resolution techniques and um, and tips and looking at, at Scripture about how we um, should be peacemakers, how we should have the fruit of the Spirit active in our lives, um, that um, then we can find resolution because that's what I want to focus on too is the resolution of the conflict yeah and I just want to live in con- conflict well most of us <laughs> don't want to live in conflict if you do that's a problem <laughs> some people who seek out thrive on conflict yeah, um, that's not me no I'm not me either and hopefully nobody in our church or your church if you're listening you know those that's very difficult uh, when you have someone like that in your church or your family um, that thrive on on stirring up problems Uh, and hopefully we can help we can help them so what are some last minute helpful tips that we can do i think uh, you know we've got several that we've talked about already some things that you and i talked about prior to starting i think one that sticks out in my mind is we want to promote peace Mm -hmm. and 
there's really no place for us to stir up strife among a conflict among other people. Now, I, yeah. I know sometimes if there is sin involved, mm-hmm. we got to call sin sin, and yeah. we've got to take that seriously. Yeah. But the the ideas that we've been talking about mostly that don't involve sin, it, it involves a a conflict of of just thoughts or, yeah, or just points of view. Yeah, on a, on a, on we issue. we need to be peacemakers and see yeah. let them know that we care about both of them individually first yeah absolutely absolutely i know when i meet with people i try to always pray mm-hmm. before we start talking and then pray at the end too so that they know what this isn't just a normal conversation or arbitration or a meeting with a lawyer or you know a, a counselor or something that you know i'm trying to be a their pastor their uh, and, and and help them spiritually to work through this situation and and also I, I do it's not just for show we really do need God's help and uh, so I think the prayers are are important I know um, I try I think having a good setting is important when you're sitting with people um, yeah sometimes the office you know pastor's office is a good thing especially I, I think um, that are somewhere in the church that people, tend to behave themselves yeah. <laughs> when they're in church, you know? Um, and so, so, but sometimes the pastor's office isn't the best place. Cause I think some people feel like they're at the, in the principal's office. Sure. And so maybe, you know, but I, some, but if it's a highly emotional conversation um, or one at one party may be very emotional. Um, it might be a good thing to meet someplace in the church where they um, will be nicer. <laughs> so, sure. Or even I've, I've even talked to people, you know, in the sanctuary, like right after church, maybe there's still people lingering around, and it helps them not to yell as much. Yeah, <laughs> I think um, that's that's just one thing I thought about was settings. Of course, you go to people's homes, and if there's two separate homes, um, choosing one of their homes may put the uh, may make make them feel like I've already chosen a side. Yeah, you know what do you think? Yeah, I I agree. I have a. An, a separate room in uh-huh. our, our office building um, that I go to when I meet with anybody. Yeah. And number one, it's it's a room with bookshelves in it. Yeah. And a small table. It's not a it's not a, a study. It's not yeah. an office. Yeah. It's just a room. Yeah. So it's they're not in there looking at my desk and gotcha. my chair and yeah. pictures of my family. Yeah. And I'm not distracted with my computer right. or anything right. like that. I'm able right. to give them. Um, give them their, my attention. And so I, I think it's important to have the right setting. And, uh, I think that's a, that's a big deal. And, and to make sure they know what role you're playing. Oh, you know, definitely. If you're, yeah. if you're, you know, we said earlier, the difference in being a mediator versus an arbitrator, mm-hmm. we, we want to let them know that our goal, first of all, our love is for both. Absolutely. Or, however many parties are involved uh-huh. is for all of them. Yeah. And, and we're not here like you said, going to someone's house makes it look like we've chosen a side, yeah. possibly. We're not here to choose sides. No. We're here just to help Absolutely. handle some conflict. And yeah. so I think it's important to have a good setting. I think it's important for us, to, for them to know that up front, that we're not here to solve a problem. Mm-hmm. We're here to help them talk through and, and get some get some closure or, yeah. or some resolution to a conflict. Yeah, and I, I think it's important uh, um for pastors to do that at the beginning. Yeah. You know, to come out and say, this is my role. I'm not, I'm not the judge. I'm here to help, help you talk, help you discuss. And also to bring us back to the Bible. And cause sometimes sin may come up and maybe to help point that out. So, you know, Hey, this 
maybe a pride issue mm-hmm. that and that's a sin that can really hurt you um and so maybe we have to be the one to point that out um um but and i think t- sometimes too maybe to clarify it often <laughs> if it's yeah. a longer conversation maybe even you know a few minutes into it remind them again what my role is especially if they if someone tries to triangulate and they want to bring us on their side yep. and say you know he agrees with me da, 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 da. and i'm like well you know i'm no i'm not agreeing with anybody i'm helping both sides mm-hmm. um because some people like to manipulate yeah and, and we don't want them to manipulate us yeah we don't want to be pinned to a side no, and, uh-uh. uh, what about the role of referral you're uh, uh, there's sometimes when, there's some situations we can't handle so if we're talking you know with a within a family um if there are situations that come up if it's packed it's like pastoral if it's like uh, marriage marital conflict and maybe it started out as a marriage counseling pastoral counseling about marriage or they come to us about a specific issue um it might be well we have to refer them to a marriage and family therapist someone who spent their that's their calling um i'm I'm called to be a pastor i'm not a therapist i can't help i've had such, such training but limited training because we've yeah. been trained to do lots of things. Um, there's other th- times when things come up to where, you know, we may have to refer them to an attorney. Um, if it's, you know, somebody outside the church, not with not with inter-church things. I think the Bible actually is pretty clear about that, <laughs> you know, that we shouldn't mm-hmm. uh, bring uh, uh, take church issues to the court, um, shouldn't sue, sue somebody that's, a, you know, a fellow church member. But if somebody comes to us, say, hey, will you help me? You know, maybe say, hey, a, a lawyer would know more. Especially if we're talking about property issues, yeah. uh, custody issues with their children, uh, things like that. I'm not, I don't know. And I, I don't, I'm not going to guess. I'm going to say, hey, let me Google it and come back to you. Sure. Take it to an attorney. Right. And there might be sometimes when law enforcement is involved. Well, and, and that's a that's a big issue that we have to realize that mm-hmm. if there is something that we feel the need to report, yeah. we've got to report that. Absolutely. And so, you know, don't, um, that's a hard thing. I've had to do that before and that is a difficult thing to do, but we have to remember that there are times that when, when things come up and we know Mm -hmm. that they're not just wrong, wrong, wrong in the, from the sense of scripture, but wrong in the eyes of the law as well. We must report that because it's, um, it could be a, it could be a life and death situation. Yeah, absolutely. And we got to be careful about that. And that's our role as, as, as pastors, um. Well, what kind of any, anything that we youth that we passed over that we need to talk about maybe on this issue before we wrap things up? No, I would just say be kind. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, pray and don't feel bad if you feel like you need to refer someone. Yeah, a lot of times we 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 put on our our plate too much and we think, oh, if I can, I've got to be able to solve this issue, you're not there to solve it. You're there to help them, and don't feel guilty if you need to refer mm-hmm. um, so i would also i would say on that same vein get to know a christian counselor oh, in your area that you good. can refer to that's a good idea yeah no no uh, someone that you trust that you can say hey this person would be a great uh, the next line of, of of defense if you will someone that you can talk to next because we can't uh, pa- pastors can't answer every question yeah and there are people who are trained and have gone through schooling and practice to do these things mm-hmm. 
who are much better at it than we are. And so don't feel bad about doing that. Know that you're doing it because you love the person that you are serving. Oh, absolutely. And uh, and, and that might be something for us to keep reminding them of, too. We love them. That's yeah. how we're helping them and that we're, because we love them and we want to we want them to have reconciliation. We want them to have resolution and peace, peace in their lives. Um, so that's, that's our job as a pastor is to bring, is to help people have peace with God. And we know we can't make, we can't force it. We can't make them. Yeah. And so that's something we have to realize. We can't force people, um, but we can help definitely help them. And I hope that, that uh, all the pastors listening that, um, as people come to you with, with conflict in their lives, um, that you help them and that, that maybe some of the tips uh, that we've given you and some of the resources we pointed you to can help you uh, as you help them. Uh, all the resources that we mentioned, the different books and uh, people that we mentioned, we'll put links to them in our uh, show notes. And uh, if there's different books or uh, things that you could purchase, we'll, we'll put um, links uh, for Amazon, uh, some type of affiliate link there to help support our uh, our podcast. But anything we can do to help you, we are here. Uh, um, thank you so much for listening to us. It's the Every Pastor Podcast. Look for us on, uh, on Facebook. And uh, yeah, all the other social medias out there, all the new ones that pop up every other minute. I know, I know, it's hard to even mention them because uh, as soon as we do, they'll get banned or closed down. Or something. We need a we need a Marco Polo, not because for any other reason. Just how fun <laughs> is it? To be, I have a Marco Polo. Hey, yeah, absolutely. Check us out. If there's anything we can do for you, let us know. Pray for your people. Yes. Uh, love your folks. Be there for them when they need it. Preach the word, all those kind of things. And we'll look forward to seeing you next time on the Every Pastor Podcast.